Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name, his bilanguage, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast, episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions, playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. Allow Verl T to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verlt.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T, dot com. Like I said, this is your turf. I appreciate the opportunity. I'll try to uh, give you a good nest. How's that? Oh, man. I've, I'm already motivated to do this. Let's go. Let's go. Right, let's I'm do it. I'm fired up. The undisputed heavyweight champion of content, of content, Corey Disson, welcome to the podcast, brother. What is going on? How cool is this? Hanging man, this out is, with my man. This is brilliant. You're usually the host, and now I get to host you for the next 35, 40 minutes, man. I feel honored. Yeah, I'm on. It's like, man, I got the easy part now. You got the hard part. Oh man, let's let's start off with how has your morning been? My morning has been great. Every morning, morning is my time, man. Morning is my prime time. I'm, you know, uh, I'm 48 years old, but I probably act more like I'm 78. But uh, <laughs> I get up super early. You know, usually up around 5 a.m. and I already have, you know, a couple meals in me. We get a workout in, we walk the dog. I do all kind of, I do some content in the morning, yeah. check some messages and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the, the best, the best time for me is, is that quiet time where my wife and I get to have that cup of coffee in the living room and just prepare for the day. I like it, man. I like it. One of your uh, sayings I really love is go get it. So there it is. Go and get it. In the mornings, what are some of your habits that you've got to do to make your day go as planned as you? Well, want? the first thing is you got to know what you're doing for that day before that day. <laughs> that's right. And that's important. You know, you got to document your schedule. I, one of the things I preach is you got to document. So I have lists for lists, I, you know, right to, to the side of my desk here. I've got a, a healthy list written. I've got things in my phone. I've got sticky notes. I, I know what I'm going to do prior to doing it. And even when I first wake up, I got one eye open in the dark. I look at my phone, I review my schedule and I say, okay, this is a reminder what I have going on. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm just prepared. I don't have to worry or think about, oh man, what am I going to do today? It's like, even if I have a lot to do, it just kind of goes on autopilot. I follow the list. It's just like a, a script. Just follow the script. You'll get to the end. There's no need to deviate from it. Yeah. 
what if your script gets um, kind of misread or maybe something happens to your script? What do you I mean, do? There's, do you all, there's always times where you're going to have to call an audible. You know, someone throws you a curveball, you get a, a cancellation on a meeting or you get a, an emergency from a client. All those things happen and you just got to be able to roll with the punches. You know, you try to be efficient in your movements with how you work and operate in the day. So sometimes, and I also try not to book a lot of things back to back. Yeah. I always try to leave a little cushion in between. So it's like, you know, you get a mulligan if something, if something happens. You know, so you can, uh, you know, because even leading up to, uh, you know, our discussion today, I was handling some mulligans, some things I wasn't expecting, some client right. issues and things, you know, just doing them quickly before you and I jumped on. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I watch a, a lot of your videos live that are on LinkedIn. I, so I get notifications. I'll hop in and just watch the, uh, the content as it flows and the interaction you have, you are very interactive. I love the fact that you acknowledge the guests that actually sign on to view. How are you able to balance seeing the guests sign on and then also keeping focus on what you're trying to accomplish throughout the video? It is definitely a high wire act for sure. Uh, no doubt. I mean, to be able to sort of walk and chew gum at the same time, because I want to be engaged with the guest because on the interview show, the one you're talking about, well, I mean, I have a couple of the shows, but especially mm -hmm. for the interview show, I don't use a script on purpose. Um, you know, as prepared and as regimented as I am with everything else in my life for that particular show, the appeal of that is it's a, it's a, an organic discussion. And I want to be able to I'm not just waiting for the other person to finish talking. I'm listening, not just hearing. I'm listening. My old man used to say that all the time. Don't just hear, son. Listen. Um, and I'm listening because I'm thinking of, you know, there's something I'm going to be able to respond in what's being discussed. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm trying to listen in one ear and I got one eye this, this shows. There is no lie. I'm trying to do, and what I've been doing for a long time is build a community. It, it, this, it's not just uh, you know a cool logo or a T-shirt. It's uh, it's a movement. To get it has turned has evolved into this mission. You know where I got folks that used to work with me or follow me, helping other people and cheering them on and motivating them uh, because they see the benefits of having that sort of mirror, that objective person looking at them and going, "Come on, man, you you got this. Come on, it's it's fun that way." Man, I uh, I like that. So you're you're frozen up a little bit, uh, but I will say it's it's kind of like having you as the head coach. And you've got all these assistant coaches and now they're growing or the CEO and you've got all these senior vice presidents and they're growing and they become their own CEOs or head coaches. And that's a, that's a, a contribution because of you. It's awesome. Well, that's a great analogy you gave as far as, you know, uh, managing and delegation, um, you know, prior to, you know, my, uh, my little venture here, you know, with my coaching business and consulting business. You know, I, I ran a national production company for almost 30 years. So I was in charge of a massive amount of information of clients, of vendors, of employees. And, you know, I learned pretty quick that you can't do it all yourself. 
Nothing. You can't do it by yourself. You got to you got to pull your weight. But in order to really have a a mission at scale, you got to have people pulling on the same side of your rope. So I spent a majority of my time in the corporate world having conversations with people to get them to pull on the same side of the rope and to delegate and to walk away and say, okay, that's your job. I ain't doing it, but you better freaking do it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have that sort of hammer attitude with my clients and colleagues and vendors now, but, you know, you want to be able to have folks that can do their job without being micromanaged. Yeah. And, you know, even my clients, I don't micromanage them. I give them the freedom. You know, they don't talk to me if they don't want to, they can wait a couple of weeks, but I also give them the liberty to text me every day if they want. Right. You know, I'll have as much control over their mission as they want me to have. Yeah. I encourage it, you know, as much as possible because they're obviously paying for it. They want to have the value. Right. But, uh, you know, I also want them to have the freedom because, you know, I'm the coach. I can't go into the batter's box with you. I might show you how to hold the bat, how to swing the bat, and maybe talk about your approach on the fastball with an 0-2 count, but I can't swing it. You got to swing the bat. So, you know, we have an understanding with that and it works out pretty good. So it translates in everything I do. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I I love your energy and I see it on the videos and I can read the energy through your posts. So what what do you do on your downtime? Do you, are you hyped up like this all the time? (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, no, the answer is no, but this is my personality. You know, you know, I'm, I'm a hard charger. You know, go get it is as much about me as it is about what I expect from everybody else. You know, I've been a go getter since I popped out of the womb. I mean, I didn't have a choice. You know, it's just, you know, you got to go get it. You want something, go get it. Don't depend on somebody else. Go get it yourself. Um, So I'm very independent minded to begin with. And I have a severe allergy to complacency just in my own life. And when I see it around me, it bothers the hell out of me. I don't like it. And my wife will tell you. You know, after that coffee's done and the morning hug and the kiss is over, I'm I'm on the move. I mean, that's everything from household chores to walking the dog to paying the bills to you know getting thing doing my marketing and promotion. You know, so from when I rise and I have a very little bit of downtime at the end of the day, maybe hour hour and a half because I go to bed at like eight thirty. I'm like, like I said, I'm like an old man. Wow. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't stay up late. I don't watch a ton of TV, you know, because uh, I don't have the patience for it. Maybe I've developed ADHD in my old age. Who knows? But uh, I, I, I'm big on productivity. I, I feel good if I, have a, I know I've accomplished a lot. If I've knocked out the bills, if I made the bed, if I helped cook dinner or went to the grocery store or helped my clients or whatever it is, I just I'm sort of consumed with being productive. I'm not really good just hanging out. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Complacency. Allergic, being allergic to complacency is a good allergy to have. Yeah. You don't need to take no Claritin for that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. What are a couple of questions that Corey wishes people would ask him, but no one ever asked Corey? People would ask me, but they never do. A lot of times I don't get asked directly, can you help me? 
you know, to be able to, for someone to be able to take their hands off the wheel and say, you know, I need help. A lot of times it's a, it's a more circuitous route to get to extract that out of them because they think, um, you know, as a client, it's all about a transaction and I'm it's yeah, a transaction takes place. You pay me money. I offer you a service, but it's not, it's not like you put, um, it's not like you pay the money and you get this product back and you walk away. It's not like that. You know, it's a, we're, we're, it's a relationship. We're learning. I'm reacting. I'm, I'm helping you from the sidelines to make decisions. And if we just knew right away, Hey, can you please help me? I need your help. I don't, I don't get that question explicitly. I, I wish I had that question more explicitly. And, um, you know, other folks, um, you know, some folks have a tough time being coached, like to be able to say, hey, um, you know, if I were asked the question, hey, you know, I'm, I, this is new for me. I've never worked with a coach. Are you going to be okay with me learning how to be coached? Most folks have to be told you have to learn how to be coached. And, you know, and that's not everybody. I have some clients that are very candid right from the start. And I mean, those are home runs. I love those clients. I love all my clients, but some are easier to get up and running than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I look at it as for me, self-motivating, right? It's being self-motivated to go do something. However, even as self-motivated as I am, I, I still need that kick in the rear to get it. Hey man, look with, with what I do for a living, I have a coach. I'm not ashamed to say that. I have someone, a high level dude that I work with who, you know, I'm probably like a fly on his rear end. I mean, you know, there are, there, he's, he's dealing with Fortune 500 guys, you know, who are, you know, operating these big businesses. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty ham and eggs compared to that, but that, that's fine. But look, Muhammad Ali had a coach, yeah. Derek Jeter had a coach. You know, it's good to have that person you can lean on because not everyone understands what your journey is about, what your what problems you have. I'm not Superman. I, you know, look, I do a lot of super things, but I'm human. I there, I got my kryptonite too. There are things that happen that you need someone that can identify with what your struggle is, what your pain points are. And if you have someone that's been through it, that has the experience that you can trust. That that means a lot, man. It means yeah. a lot. Yeah. So two things. One, maybe if you want to disclose what is just one of your kryptonites, and you talk about trust. Trust is big. So how do you view trust as how do you earn it? Um, how long does it take? Something like that. Well, I mean, uh, what what tends to weigh on my mind in a personal sense, even though, you know, not everything you get coached with is professional, right. um, but it affects your professional. If there's things going on in your personal life. And if I'm having not an issue, but there's anything where I feel that my family is under attack, you know, whether it's a medical issue or whether it's uh they're dealing with a particular obstacle in life, you know, my two children, um, you know, my, my, anything like that. I get into, I'm like crazy defensive emotional mode. Like I'm, 
Tasmanian devil on that stuff, man. I go bananas. And to be able to bounce those episodes or, or situations off of someone that is a professional, like not necessarily a psychiatrist per se, but someone who has helped other folks make some life decisions. Right. That's key. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I live in a very small town in the middle of nowhere, Southern Virginia, and I did it on purpose. I lived in suburban Philadelphia for almost 30 years. And I made a decision a few years ago that we were going to call Yahtzee. We were going to downsize and sell my house, going to sell the cars, all the toys, get rid of all the junk. And we're going to go live someplace where we can be sort of anonymous and it's slow way of life. Uh, good for, you know, stress-free or as stress-free as possible. Right. And, you know, my coach helped me navigate through that whole transition. I walked away from a, that, that, production company that I worked with. I basically walked away from it. A huge six-figure salary, ton of responsibility, ton of perks. I walked away from it because it wasn't important anymore. And to make that transition of, hey, you're you're pretty comfortable with your revenue to, oh, by the way, all you're going to have now is your own entrepreneurship. That's a and when you have a family and bills, that's that's a big bridge to cross, right? And, you know, having a coach to be able to say, all right, A, you're going to succeed and B, here's how I recommend you're going to succeed. These little milestones. It it was key. It was key. Couldn't have done it without him. Wow. That's amazing. That's actually, you went from high six figures to, hey, we're just going to go off on our own, sell all of our stuff. Cold turkey. Wow. Cold turkey, man. Wow. And, and, And I would have still assisted the company remotely, but it didn't, didn't work out. Let's just say it didn't work out. It's the easiest way I can describe it. And you yes. know what? Best decision I made because it ain't about, it ain't about the money. Yeah. You know, I, I can pay my bills. We live comfortable. You know, I, there's food in the refrigerator, you know, it, you know, we're, we're, we're good. But like I said, the number one currency to me is quality time left QTM yeah. time with my family. That's great. Man. That's, nothing else that replaces that. That's a legit mindset. I love it. I like it a lot. Every day. Every day. I am the luckiest SOB you'll ever meet that I get to wake up every day. I wear gym shorts and a t-shirt every day. I don't have to report anywhere. I'm not you know, landlocked to an office or chained to a desk. I make my own hours. Um, I can travel. I can run my business you know, using a cell phone anywhere in the world. And I have, it's uh it's a luxury. Yeah. And, and I got money in the bank. I mean, come on, where's the lottery ticket? I already cashed it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Dude, we talked about a lot in the last just 10 minutes of your life. What are maybe one or two defining moments I call them in your life that, you think about that has really changed your trajectory to where you are today? Well, the absolute number one defining moment is the day my youngest son was born. Period. I, I have a stepson who I've been his father. He's 33 years old now. I've been his father since he's 12 years old. And he's he's a special kid and glad he's in our life. Um, you know, he's he's not my blood, but he's mine. But my father told me, he said, the moment 
your wife gives birth to your son, your life's going to change forever. And let me tell you, it changed forever. And for one of the reasons was, and get this, this is a true story. The day my youngest son was born, my wife had a stroke. Same time. So it was a very, and luckily my wife's fine. She's crazy, crazy good, but uh, she's great. And my son is, is, is at that moment in my life. And it, it's not something that, you know, you don't get a letter in the mail. You don't get a text on your phone, but you instantly figure out it ain't about you anymore. Mm -hmm. Wow. Defining moment in my life. And uh, the other, another big one. I mean, obviously we just talked about one transitioning, coming out here to Virginia. That was pretty big, but leading up to that, making the decision that that's what we were going to do. We didn't just snap our fingers. It was years in the making. And, you know, it was like literally like a 10 year plan. We, my wife and I mapped it out, everything from setting up finances. I didn't know I was going to be doing this, but we knew that we weren't going, we were going to figure out a way to be independent, to, um, you know, have, I don't want to use the word freelance, but to, to be self-sufficient, self-reliant, that's the better word. Um, we knew that was going to happen. There were several things that we put into place year after year and so on and so forth. And around 2018, that's when I said, okay, now we're, we're coming around third. It's time. We're getting ready to score a run here and let's go. And then, so from July of 2018, when I officially launched sort of Go Get It Nation and my consulting business, um, it took me till the following July, well, July of 2020. So it took me two full years until we broke the golden handcuffs and changed our lives. And yeah. it's, uh, it added years to my life, I guarantee it. Man, I, so I, I'm on LinkedIn and I started using it a little differently than a lot of my, my friends, which is fine. I'm just, but I came across your LinkedIn profile and I started following you, started watching. It's like, man, I, I love the energy. And I feel like this Thank is you. what I need. And I feel, and to a certain extent, I think a lot more could watch this, these videos or these clips of you and feed off the energy for the day, to feel their energy for the, for the day. I feel there's a lot of, my colleagues that, you know, man, just another Monday or something like that. But I love it, man. I love it. Well, that, I thought that that was something that was missing in the, uh, the content marketing world. I mean, there's plenty of, there's several, there's podcasts and there's live streams and there's tips and tricks and everyone uh, bragging about they signed this piece of business or they bought this piece of equipment or whatever else. And I thought that there was a void. I mean, look, obviously a guy like a Gary V is like, he's the godfather of all this stuff. Um, but I, you know, I didn't think there was anyone kind of taller, little in your face, candid, direct, blunt, telling you like it is. And, you know, I don't want to say I didn't care. Don't care what you think if you don't like it. But I'm not worried if there's any pushback on it um, because literally I can more than happy to defend myself, even physically, if it needs to be, if you don't like what I have to say. 
Um, so I have, I have this forum now, I have this opportunity and I'm not trying to beat people up. I'm just trying to keep it real because there's a lot of sunshine that gets blown around on the social media airwaves. And, you know, all that, that, all that stuff is out there. It has one of two purposes. It's either to make the other person, that person feel good just by saying, Hey, I'm on, it's very, uh, narcissistic. Or it's to try to fill their appointment book. They're baiting people just to try to get that next session or sell that next service or widget or product. You know, anyone that knows me and has known me through the years, it's what you see is what you get. This isn't some act. I'm not performing. You know, yeah, I may be a little more pumped up when I'm on screen or recording a podcast, but that's because I'm passionate mm-hmm. about what we're talking about. It, it's be, be very easy. And I can count, there's countless times where I've been in business meetings or, you know, staff meetings where I'm the same energy or on a sales call or whatever it is. It's like, you know, I learned when you do something, whatever it is, you don't do it half-assed. You do it a hundred percent. Yeah. And there's no point otherwise. So I demand that of myself. And I also feel that because I'm very visible, I couldn't put my head against the pillow at night knowing I, if I'm, if I'm uh, putting myself out there to you and telling you, Wong, that you have got to get up early, you got to document everything, you got to hustle, you got to go get it. And if I'm not doing it myself, who the hell is going to trust me you know, to help them you know, to help them or to pay me? Right. It, there's, there's no value in it there. Right. So I, I look at Go get it, nation. I look at you. I'm accountable to you. You're not going to keep watching those videos. You're not going to be inspired. You're not going to be motivated. You're not going to tell your friends about them if I'm not walking the walk. That's right. There's a lot of talkers out there. Ain't a whole lot of doers. And there's how many people have you seen that say, hey, you got to eat healthy and you got to, you know, exercise. But who's out there showing that they're eating healthy and exercise? You go on, I don't do it on LinkedIn, but if you go on my Instagram or my Facebook or my Twitter, there are demonstrations after demonstrations of me putting in the hard work, sweat, and dedication into the gym to yeah. keep my old ass in shape. You know, and this to, to show you that look, am I a bodybuilder? No, I'm a pretty damn strong old guy. But I'm I'm no Arnold or I'm no Stallone or anything like that. But my point is I'm I'm a regular doc guy doing some irregular things. Yeah. And there's no reason why you can't either. And just take a page out of my book and go get it. Just go oh, get it. Just do it, man. My my pops, you know, and I'll tell you another thing. My dad told me all kind of good stuff I learned from him. Still do. Even he's going to be 80 years old. He he would say, don't try. Do it. Because when I was a kid, if we were whatever it was, I'd say, Dad, I'm trying. He goes, Don't try, do it. Yeah. And that that is like permanently seared into my cerebellum. It's like I think about that all the time. You don't just try something, you do it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, dude. I went off on a tangent there. No, that's great. My I mean, talk about your dad, my grandfather, and didn't me. He when I was younger, he always told me. What he's saying is, if you don't do it, no one's going to do it for you. It's great advice, man. Yeah. 
It's great so, advice. It's the truth. Yeah. You know? There's so many people that walk around like this. And for those of you who can't or not seeing this and only hearing this, I'm walking with my palm out like, give me something. Right. And there's a lot of people in this world that are waiting for someone to meet them halfway. Yeah. And li- life doesn't happen that way. You've got, you got to go the distance yourself. You know, there's, there's a funny saying, you never want to listen to the radio station, WIFM. You know what that is? What's in it for me? Uh. Right. You don't want to listen to that station. You know, you don't, you don't want to walk around with your hand down. So you can, you can quote me on that one anytime you want. I won't I even love t- it. send me a residual check. It's fine. Yeah. Th- this whole thing's quotable, by the way. It's great. Oh, go for it, man. Dude, it's great. Use at will. If it can help somebody, you know, I'm having fun here. And if it turns out we help somebody, then that's a bonus. Guaranteed. Guaranteed it will. It's already helping me. So you're already winning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> man, uh, what's your path forward from this point? Next few years, what do you think? What you got going on? Well, I mean, you know, business-wise, thank goodness, you know, things are good. I mean, I also own a design firm. We do logos and websites and that kind of stuff. And that's continuing to grow in a good way. Um, we do we do virtual assistance. We offer some folks. That's growing as well. Um, I think I'll always be doing this in some capacity. But the reality is I'm sort of semi-retired now, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I work every day, but it's never eight, nine hours in a day. It's an hour here, you know, to the grocery store or whatever, go run some errands, go watch my kid play ball up at college, whatever. And, uh, you know, that's probably, we're probably going to amplify that even more because the reality is, is, you know, look, I hope I live to be a hundred. You know, the reality is I'll be lucky if I get to 75 or 80. Um, so there's, there's the, the clock's ticking, man, you know? So I, I, what I, what is important to me, like I said, is spending time with my wife, spending time with my kids and probably soon to be grandkids. Like I said, I got a 33 year old stepson, just a matter of time before he starts spitting out little ones. And that, that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Everything else is fluff. The money, the houses, the cars, that's all fluff. It don't matter. It took me a long time to figure that out. I didn't know that as a young man. I didn't even know it in my probably early to late 20s. I still was consumed with having stuff. Right. And having stuff is overrated, man. Overrated. You know what? You know what the real value is? Freedom. Freedom. I know that word resonates with you. There it is. Freedom. And I don't mean that, of course, in a patriotic sense, but yeah. Freedom to call your own shots, you know, to to work when you want, to go where you want, to be where you want, to talk with who you want. That is that is the metric that everybody should use to measure their success. Freedom. I agree. I Money agree. will come if you're doing stuff right. Yeah. That that it's validating to hear you say that refreshing too, because last year I started a storm shelter cleaning business going to clean storm shelters for people and employ uh, some of my veteran friends that work with me and we get to go and do this together. Excellent. Yeah. I, I mean, look, between employing, you know, uh, fellow veterans and you're, you're doing a service that protects people, um, you know, that's, that's admirable, man. You should sleep well at night, man, for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. 
phrase for you, voiceover. What does that mean to you? Voiceover is a uh, is a whole other world, um, and most folks aren't familiar with it because it, it's just sort of they take it for granted when they see a television commercial or a radio spot or a movie trailer that the, there's a, a guy talking or a gal talking in it. It's a piece of it, but it's a whole cottage industry, and you know that's where I got my bones. You know, uh, you know, I working in on that side of things. I managed a, a major market talent for ten years. Um, I booked and casted tens of millions of dollars of that product. That's just kind of what I fell into out of college. Enjoyed it. It's fun. I got a chance to meet some really cool and interesting and and some prestigious people along the way. Um, being involved in the media and advertising and entertainment business. Um, and you know, it's really sort of a microcosm for the entrepreneur at large because it's all the same thing. You know, uh, you know, I talk about with voice talent all the time. I don't get involved with them and how well they perform. I stay out of that lane. There's other people that can handle that stuff, but it's how they run their business. You can be the, you can be the most talented fill in the blank voiceover artist, storm shelter, cleaner podcast host. You could be the, you could have the most ridiculous talent of anybody in the world that does that. But if no one knows where to find you, and if they can't remember you, there's a reason why there's a term called starving artist. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. You got to be able to know how to stick out in the crowd, get people to remember you, and then ultimately get them to spend money with you. And there's a wide drop off between, you know, most creative folks, most entrepreneurs, even if they're really, really good at, or they have a really good widget or whatever it is, it's tougher to turn that into a profitable business. And I, and I, I don't know how this turned into a pitch for me, but sorry, but that, that's what I specialize in. No, I, I like it. I, I, cause there's so much that you're talking about that's just natural to you, but for me as a consumer of trying to consume as much knowledge as I can with my, my brain being a sponge, you're giving me a lot of advice and it's pretty much free right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, dude, enjoy. I mean, I'm happy to do it. I mean, that what you just said is the reason why I do what I do because, you know, there are things that, yes, that I, you know, I didn't just wake up one day and go, oh, I have all these cool things to say. Those, these things developed because I was, had massive failures and lots of experience, you know, with, with experience comes wisdom and you learn. And if I can pay it forward and pass it along to someone that has never heard or seen or experienced some of these isms, these choreisms, whatever you want to call them, um, and it helps you. Well, you know, the only thing I ask is, is, you know, long down the road, you better pay it forward to somebody else. And, and pass that knowledge along, not just what you're hearing from me, but the things that you've learned. It's important. There's not enough of that out there. Right. And, you know, you got to be able to, you know, people pick up life experience all the time and they're afraid to share it because they're afraid about getting pushback or they're afraid of a, a negative response. And lucky for me, pardon my language, but you know, I don't, if you don't, you respond negatively to the advice that I'm giving you, that's on you, man. Because, you know, I, I'll, if there's a hundred people that 
hate what I have to say and one that benefits from it, mission accomplished. Let's go. Let's get the next hundred. Bring it on. Let's go. Get know, it. That's how you have to be. You have to be able to function that way to be successful in business because you're not going to appeal to everybody. And that's where most people get stuck and frozen and paralyzed when they get the negative feedback, the no's and the non-responses. They think they can't win. They're not, they're not willing to, to go a hundred more reps to get that success. Right. Right. Have you seen the movie Days of Thunder? I had years ago with Tom Cruise. Yeah, with Tom Cruise. The, the race car driver. The yeah, race that, car I mean, so I'm dating myself, you know. I, I probably saw that in the theater when it came out. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Yeah, it's I mean, I can't I can't recite anything from it, but do do tell. So what you just talked about, the negativity, and you're the entrepreneur and you you had this idea and you want to keep going forward and you you have a coach yourself. And it's almost like there's a wreck. And in Days of Thunder, there's a wreck in a, in a turn. And he's already been in a wreck, so he's recovering. Long story short, he's experiencing the exact same almost deja vu. The coach is saying, hey, just go right through the smoke, stay high, go through the smoke. And he started doubting himself. He's got milliseconds to think. Well, he listens to his coach, and he goes through the smoke. And once he clears that smoke, it's like, boom, mind-blowing. He made it. No one's going to beat him. That's what I get from you. Well, you know, that's, that's a great uh, example, too. And that's why so many small businesses fail within five years because, you know, it gets tough, man. It gets, it's tough. It's tough to be successful. It's tough to grow. You know, you, you can't, you know, I'll say things like you can't set it and forget it. You can't hit an easy button. You know, you can't mail it in. You got to be invested in your success every day. You have to put much more energy in than you'll ever get back and be okay with that. Right. And, and, you know, social media is sort of a highlight reel for a lot of people, you know, even myself included. I mean, I, I put my best ofs on there, but, you know, I don't always share every trial and tribulation leading up to that point. You know, and even, you know, even with the modicum of success that I'm, you know, enjoying now, there, there are things that pop up throughout the week or the month that, you know, you just, you're going to have challenges and you either, you're either going to step in the center of the ring, you're going to take a couple punches and give a few back, or you're going to sit in the corner. And I just refuse to sit in the corner. You know, I'm not going to lose. There is no, there's no losing, period. It's like, I'm going to fight, bring it on. Let's go. And I've had that attitude for decades. Yeah. I mean, with, with anything. And, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm hoping some folks are, are, are listening and absorbing that attitude because there's no reason why you or anyone else listening or watching this can't take it upon themselves to tackle their own lives, their own, uh, you know, entrepreneurial pursuits, whatever it is, there's no reason why you can't succeed. There's no reason, none. It's not about how much money you start out with. You know, I, I think I might've started my little thing with, I don't know, 500 bucks. That's it. I didn't borrow any money. I was very, very humble, modest beginnings. Um, you know, it's not about that. It's about your daily process. One of the things my coach told me, and I'm a huge uh, practitioner of, and I believe it, 
is consistency over time yields results. If you want to blow up, you got to show up. Ooh. Every, every day. That one's mine. The consistency over time yields results. I, I attribute that to Coach Dana Cavalier. You can look him up. But if you want to, if you want to blow up, you got to show up. I, I'm, I'm going to own that. That's good. That's good, oh, man. Last question oh, man. for you. Every day, go for it. How do you want to be remembered? Uh, very simple. Whether it's uh, if I get to meet the big man upstairs one day, or they or they chisel it on my tombstone, I just want them. I just want them to say, "Way to hustle." That's it. Way to hustle. You know, because that's that's how I live my whole life. It's just hustle, wow. and you know, trying to outwork everybody. Way to hustle, core. That was the. You know, uh, uh, you asked a very profound question, and I hope I dignified that with a, 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 an equally as profound answer. But to give you a, a, an anecdote of how important that is to me, I played high school baseball, okay? Pretty good player, you know, didn't go to the next level. Could have, but for other reasons, didn't, didn't play in college. But my point is the, the – uh, School that I played for, they gave out the MVP award, the Rookie of the Year award, the this performance award, the best hitter, the best pick, all that stuff. But they, the the award that I wanted from the moment I entered the program as an eighth grader was something called the Jim Roberts Memorial Hustle Award, and they gave that to the player who was like the hardest worker, who was the first to show up. That practice, the last to leave, the one who was a good teammate, the one who carried the equipment bags, the one who, you know, no matter what the score was, was sprinting full speed down to first base. And I knew that I wanted that award. And as a senior, I got it. And I still have the plaque. It's sitting, but there's a closet right behind this screen here that I keep it in there. It means a lot to me to be known for someone that hustles, that works their butt off. I take a tremendous amount of pride in that. And like I said, if, uh, if anybody's going to remember anything about me, it's like, man, that dude worked his ass off. And, I'm, and, and that's a good thing. Yeah. I, I hope to meet you in person one day and shake your hand. However, if I don't, I'm going to remember you as I do that hustles and is one of the most motivating guys. Just you, you hit me, you touch me. And I love it, man. I appreciate you, Corey. I really well, do. I am, uh, I am eternally grateful that A, we met, and B, that you uh, thought highly enough of me to welcome you on your show. And I can assure you of this. When I meet you in person, you will not only get a very firm handshake, but you will get a big-ass bear hug from me, too. How's that? I love it, man. I feed off that type of energy. I do. And you know I'm here. Anything you need, you just reach out. I appreciate you, man. Any last uh, closing thoughts for our audience? Oh, there's only one way to end this podcast properly. Whatever you do in life, whatever goal you seek, whatever you, whatever definition of success that you're chasing, go get it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you don't have a concealing carry. You just carry, man. <laughs> hey, man, the, these ain't sleeves. They're holsters, man. <laughs> Oh man, that's not bad for forty-eight years old, dude. That's legit. 
Man. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Man, I appreciate I, it, Corey. I could still sling the iron up. I was yeah, putting up uh, 275 on the incline press for multiple reps just yesterday. So 275 on incline? Incline barbell press, yeah. And I, I'm in the 400 club on bench press, which I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, my personal record is is 405. And I can also tell you that you're familiar with the NFL combine, right? Yeah, yeah. So they do the bench press there, right? It's how many reps you can do of 225. Yep. And these are all guys who are 19 to 22 years old that do that. And these are big offensive linemen. Some of them are 300 pounds, six foot four. Okay, you want to guess what my record is for that? 32 reps. That's a pretty good guess. 34 reps. Wow. And I got video to prove it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah, I'll see. So you can see it. 34 reps, 34 legit reps, which would easily be probably in the top 10 of the NFL combine. Me, those those guys are young enough to be my sons. (laughs) Dude, you're right. There's no excuse. None, man. None. There's none, man. It's unbelievable. So look, and I and I sincerely mean, I know we're we're done recording your show or I mean it's still recording, but I can Yeah. So I mean, uh, if there's anything you need, and I'm not talking about hiring me, just dude, send me a note. You need me to whatever. Yeah, you have a question, you you want you having an issue with your business, just reach out to me, dude. Don't be bashful. I appreciate um, that. You know, I I want to try to help you as much as I can. You're a good egg. You need to keep doing what you're doing. I like the the material that you're putting out. You have great energy. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, you need to keep it up. You know, I love that you're in the service. That's a big deal too to me. Um, so you know, keep doing what you're doing. There's 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 not enough Wongs out there. Okay. <laughs> Likewise, the court man. I appreciate it, brother. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast. <laughs>